everyone. Welcome to another Kaiser, Bender, and Baum podcast. I am the Baum in Kaiser, Bender, and Baum. And with me, as always, are George M. Bender and Rich Kaiser. Hey, everybody. Good morning. And it is the week of April 13th that we are recording this. It's actually Tuesday, April 14th. And uh, there's been actually some uh, some things going on this week. Um, you know, we are day. I have no idea into this whole thing. I honestly don't even know what I'm surprised. I knew it was Tuesday. It just feels like every day feels like every day. So there you go. Um, Groundhog's we, uh, day. Yeah. Groundhog day. Like we said last week. Um, so in the world, there's about 2 million, uh, cases of COVID now. Um, I have no idea how many deaths I, I don't really look into that. Um, you know, there are talks of vaccines potentially coming down the pike and, and antibody tests and all these things, which is really great news. Um, some nations are beginning to relax restrictions. Um, we just found out the International Monetary Fund says 2020 is going to be the worst year for the global economy since the Great Depression. Um, there's a lot going on right now. Um, some good news from the United States, at least um, in New York. Uh, they said the worst should hopefully be behind us, that um, it peaked last week and every day should be getting better and better. And uh, New York, New Jersey, Delaware, Pennsylvania, uh, Rhode Island, Massachusetts, and I believe maybe a few other states might have signed on, um, all created kind of a task force on reopening their states um, and how that's going to look and what it's going to be. And it's going to be a process, but that's great to hear. Um, and then the same on the West Coast with California and Oregon and Washington. So all good news uh, on that front. And um, yeah, so that's kind of just, you know, where we're at and what's happening right now. Yeah. In retail right now, so, uh, Amazon, in its, its quest for total world domination, has uh, probably achieved that or is, is going there. But they've... Um, not taking new customers who want to order for delivery, but they are more deliveries via Whole Foods, so that's good. And they've also resumed the intake of all products. Now, up until yesterday, I believe it was, they were only taking things that had to do with COVID. Now it's back open to everybody. They have hired or looking to hire 100,000 new people, and yesterday they opened up an additional 75,000 additional positions. So, I mean, in, in, in a pool of not good news, that's good, good news. So what's happening in retail right now? Now, here's the question. Should grocery stores tell shoppers when employees have COVID-19? Now, Trader Joe's, HEB, and ShopRite are all telling their customers when they have it. Oh, wait, here's a quiz, you guys. What does HEB is a grocery store in Texas and in Mexico. What does HEB stand for? Oh, you guys. Has everything to buy. Well, that would be HTB. <laughs> okay, it was opened in 1905 by Florence Butt. 15 years later, her youngest son, Howard, took over. So Howard E. Butts, the store is named after. Let's continue. Rich just looks confused. Howard E. Butts, did you say? No, I'm writing Howard that. E. Butts. Howard E. Butts. HTB, okay. So Trader Joe's, HTB, and ShopRite have opened. Um, Trader Joe's prominently displays a, today's temporary closures update on its websites to show how many stores have been temporarily closed for cleaning. 
because at least one associate has tested positive. The update includes the latest date when an infected crew member was in the store. Trader Joe's writes on their website, we believe in being proactive and transparent in addressing issues and we value information and clear communication. They will shut their store if they have someone who's sick in the store and they do a deep cleaning. Now Walmart um, is among the larger chains who have declined to confirm employee infections citing medical privacy as has Wegmans. Some grocers are confirming cases of testing positive to the media, but stores assert they're informing local health authorities but aren't providing information because it's not required for law. What about you guys when you shop? Do you want to know if someone in the store has it or recently had it? I'll tell you what I want to know. All I want to know is that they care, they're keeping the store as clean as possible and sanitary as possible. And that's the message that probably almost every American wants to hear. You cannot stop a disease like this or virus you cannot stop that just by wanting to so i you know i think it's on the top of the mind of everybody george you didn't answer my question do you do you want to know if somebody at your local grocery store that you are shopping at every two weeks two or three people had coronavirus do you want to know that yes i do but what i want to know is when you when you put that sign up that says notice or whatever i want to see copy below it that says here's what we do every day to keep you clean you know let you know that we're clean we're disinfecting we're doing everything that we can i think that's important to do so and i'm not going to say that two people had you know got came down with coronavirus in our store you know i'm, I'm not going to say that i'm going to it's going to be more of a sale sell job i, I think it's know. important yeah i think it's important I to tell people know. but you know what as a as a someone who who goes to the grocery store. Gee, I guess that's everybody. But, you know, um, I think it's important to know, but I also just assume that everybody kind of has it and I'm taking the precautions that I need to take anyway on a day-to-day basis. So I don't know how much it really impacts me. So I know that, um, you know, uh, what Rich just said about deep cleaning and things like that, how you're going to take care of me, that's more important to me. And then actually have those means when I go there, because a lot of grocery stores, like they don't even have the wipes out for your cart anymore. That was just- They can't get them. Yeah, I know, but you know what? They're, then, then make people wear gloves, make people wear right. masks, make sure that you're doing the things to really make sure that people aren't getting it. Because right now, grocery grocery stores, packaged foods. Listen to this: it's up three hundred and seventy-seven percent in during the time of COVID. What is sales? I think, I think most grocery stores yes. would tell you that sales. they're doing. I think most grocery stores would probably tell you that they're doing in two days a week's worth of business. I mean, that's what's happening. And you know, I, we can all understand that because we're all making that happen one way or the other, going or having it delivered. That's good. But I still want to know that after someone in their store has been diagnosed that they have shut for whatever number of hours, they shut all six o'clock at night to deep clean the heck out of it. I want to know that. Jason but at the same, same time, where does it end? Because so Instacart, Instacart or one of those deliveries. So like Instacart delivery is up 150%. Since, yeah. since this all started. What if your right. Instacart driver has it? You'll never know. Well, Insta- but if you don't know, but they leave the things on your front porch and you can leave them out there if you want to. You can unpack them out there. You can, you know, I, I follow the, the video of that doctor that said you should have two surfaces. One should be a surface for the things that are dirty and, the, and then you wipe them all down and then they get put away and then you re-sanitize that. So um, I'm not walking into that into that environment. I want to know what I'm walking into. So with that in mind, 
I did go to a grocery store last week and there were people working there in the deli, cutting the meat, no masks. There were people working in the store, walking around, customers again, not practicing social distancing. And I want to say 60% of the employees didn't have a mask on. I think to protect themselves and customers, but primarily themselves, every person that works in a grocery store or any non-essential retailer ought to have on masks and gloves. What do you guys think? Yeah, couldn't agree more. I, I, you know, it's, it's, it's good political and, it, and, it's, and it's good common sense. My, my question is, George Ann, when they start opening up non-essential stores, the, the mission is going to be everybody's got to do the same play that the grocery stores have been doing. That's important. Well, I, I agree with that. But when they start opening non-essential stores, we might be at a part where we don't need those things. So, you know, I don't know. Would you I mean, in New Jersey, some, some states are doing executive orders that the stores that are open have to have the masks and the gloves yeah. and the, um, and they are in, making sure in that there's some kind too. of blocking yeah. between, um, you know, the, the cashier and, and whoever's purchasing. Yeah. I think that if you're a retailer listening to this and you haven't been open, but it gets closer and closer, you're going to have to take the, take the, uh, take the issue on your own and make sure and make sure you're doing it. Don't wait to be told. I agree with that. But a lot of, I, I just think about in grocery stores, people that are handling food. Like I noticed that the donuts that you used to be able to pick your own, you can't do that anymore. Now everything is in an individual plastic container. And so it's okay now, I guess right now to have plastic, even though we hate what it does to the environment, it's a safer choice right now. But um, well, what I just about think the there should be protection. Huh? What about the messaging to the customers? How do you like handle that? So can I read you something that was at a, a local business by me? And this is what they posted for their customers. We are designated an essential service. We're here to be of service to whatever you may need. And, but we're currently in a state of emergency. Every customer who walks through our doors puts us all at risk. We ask only 10 people in our store at a given time. While we want you to have an enjoyable visit, we cannot have you browsing around. Come in with a sense of purpose, get what you need, and get yourselves home. We have our jobs to do. We realize the importance of our job to you. Thank you for your cooperation. You know, I think that that's probably something important to say, but there are ways that you can say it that aren't so in your face. You know, it's kind of like a little stern, right? I posted I posted one yesterday on my personal Facebook page where it's a it's a convenience store in New York City and it's got some really colorful language and it's horrible, but I, at least I laughed at it. The one you just read is kind of offensive. I get it, but you know, it can be written differently. We uh we went into a store one time, they had a huge sign behind the cash register, the checkout, it said notice, no returns, exchanges or refunds given without the receipt, don't ask. And I, I looked at the guy and I said, what are you in the sales prevention business? I mean, that is stupid. Read it and be a customer, right? And he said, well, okay, smart guy. Not exactly, I changed the words there. But okay, smart guy, why don't you tell me how you'd put a sign up that says that policy? And I said, really simple. Exchanges, refunds, and returns gladly made, your, re your receipt guarantees it. Doesn't that say a lot more? So yeah, when, it's all about when, the we get old, when we start opening our stores, then we got to think, put the customer's eyes on and take a look at it and say, well, how would that affect most customers in yeah. their head? 
So, um, so another thing that we're talking about right here is when non-essential stores should reopen. Yesterday on Retail Wire, there were a couple of surveys that were listed on there where um, Morning Consult um, took a survey from April 7th to 9th and they asked people when they would be comfortable heading back to stores and com consumers said in three months. 9% um, said within a month and 16% within two months. Another survey from First Insight from on April 3rd found that 60% of US consumers feel that stores should reopen by the end of May. Now, the brain trust on Retail Wire lost its collective mind. I mean, you could almost hear our heads exploding. And the, the comments were, it doesn't matter what consumers think about when we should open stores. It doesn't matter what politicians or retailers think. That's a decision that should only be made by people with a background in infectious diseases, period. And you know, we, Rich and I were part of that collective head explosion. When we reopen, it's gonna be different. And it's like, it's like Dr. Fauci said, it won't be a light switch moment. What's happened in Austria? You were talking about that a little bit earlier, Jason. Yeah, I mean, but before I even say that, I just wanna agree with you guys. I mean, it has to be health officials that make this decision. Anyone who makes, right. uh, who, who makes this decision that isn't a health official, I mean, they, they shouldn't have a voice in it. It doesn't make any sense. This is, this is a health issue, health crisis first, foremost, before you get into the economy, before you get into politics, this is a health issue. People are dying, people are getting sick. We have to do the right thing. Um, right. In, right. in Austria, uh, they are starting to reopen. A lot of European countries actually are looking um, at rolling out openings. Um, I know in Italy, they are starting to look at it as well. Um, there was talks um, about some other um, European countries, but Austria is rolling out that um, you have to be a 4,300 4, square foot store or less. Um, you have to wear masks. You have to wear um, something that covers your mouth and your nose. Um, and your you have chin. to maintain, yes, and your chin, maintain a safe distance, um, only allowed a certain amount of time within stores. So they are rolling out these openings, but they come with pretty strict guidelines and restrictions. And maybe this is our first glimpse of how um, it will reopen. Yeah. It'll be piecemeal. I'm telling you, it's going to be piecemeal. It's going to be very carefully orchestrated because there, you cannot have it backfire. You can't. And, and we all want it, but you can't want it bad enough to jeopardize anybody's life. Well, you know oh, what listen. happens if you open early? If you open early, you're just prolonging this. That's what I don't, right. like, what I don't understand about um, people who don't get this is that while this is terrible right now, if you reopen too early it's going to be terrible for a lot longer so let's Starts just again yes let's just do our collective you know hardship this is a hard time right now let's go through right now so we can get to the reopening faster yep i agree with that so one thing that's my dog coughing he's got a collapsed trachea the poor little guy so we know that, that we can't go into stores right now, but we also know that the internet never shuts down. It's always open for business and you can always shop online. We have a special guest today. You know what? Because today is Tuesday. You know what that means. We're going to have a special guest. So bring out your ears. You good musketeers. We're going to present our guest today. Because Tuesday's guest star day. Yay! 
Jason, you weren't born when we sang that song, and that's your problem. We're not going to get sued for that, <laughs> are we? <laughs> for me singing? It's a for the use song. of that song. I don't know. Okay. Every, every, what was it? Oh, Whenever it was on, Rich, you'd, you'd pull up your little rocking chair and put on your ears and your little toy gun holster and, and fall in love with a net funicello all over again. That, that was my life. <laughs> and I still have that rocker. Which Honestly, world war was this during? And that's uh, when it <laughs> Retail adventures with Kaiser and Bender, everybody. Yeah, I'll edit that out. <laughs> and I'll leave it in. It's funny. Yeah. So today's guest is Christine Greco. She's a creative, versatile, customer-focused technology professional with 18 years of progressive experience in computer programming, software development, and website design. Christine specializes in customized web-based solutions, server-side programming, and project management. So today with us, she's going to share how to create a virtual selling space during COVID-19 in English, in easy to understand terms. And by the way, we have no affiliation with any of the companies we talk about in this podcast, but they're so important for retailers who may have never sold online before, and, and that's why we're bringing in the big guns. So welcome, Christine. Well, thank you, uh, everyone, for having me on today. Um, and thank you for that wonderful introduction. Uh, if you'd like to write my resume up for me later, we'll talk. Where's uh, my business? <laughs> Thanks, Christine, for joining us. Oh, no, it's great to be here. Uh, yeah, no, um, retailers are definitely struggling. Um, but the good news is there are some ways um, retailers are known to be creative. So uh, today in talking about e-commerce, um, we, let's leverage on that creativity and um, let's let's bring what you offer online. It's doable. Um, it doesn't have to break the bank and you don't have to be a technology expert to do it. That's um, awesome. And that's what we want to talk about. Because a lot of our listeners, you know, some of them are really technologically correct and they have staffs and teams that put all these things together and other ones are running their business and they have websites, but they've never sold on the website or on social media before. So some of them are struggling on how to sell online. What advice would you give them? Well, I would say, first of all, go with a tried and true platform. And what I say when I mean platform is, it's just what you're gonna use to sell online. Uh, the big names you've heard out there like Shopify and Big Commerce, uh, those are probably one of the two I would go with. Shopify is one of the easiest tools to create an e-commerce site that I've used and that people with no technological experience have used. Um, both Shopify and BigCommerce, they, they have just an insane amount of features. So one thing that you should keep in mind for retail today, if you're creating an e-commerce site and you haven't had one before, don't sign up for the cheapest one. Don't sign up for the one that might be the easiest. Um, you might have to forego some advanced sexy features in the interest of getting up and running right now, uh, but that's okay. You can do those things at a later date if you pick the right shopping system first. So you go with one of the bigger guys like Shopify or Big Commerce. Um, that's important because later to change your e-commerce platform, that's not as easy or as economical to change. So I'd say the, the biggest decision you can make today is who do you start with? And those are one of the two I would recommend. Okay, so I pick one. Say I pick Shopify. Right. Walk me kind of through what happens. 
for someone who's never sold before? So for someone who's never sold, it's as easy as going to their website and the base plan is $29.99 a month, which lets you as a retailer sell an unlimited number of products. Now, when you sign up, they're just going to ask you some very basic business information. It's kind of like filling out a contact form. It's literally that easy, that and providing a credit card. Um, the hard part comes in, you pick your platform, you've now signed up for it. Um, so now you actually have to set this thing up. Um, it's actually not that bad. Um, the, the, the first step in, in, in no matter what platform you pick after you sign up, you know, it's kind of funny. It, it's, it's almost like, you know, you sign up for a gym membership. You're, you're all excited. You're, you're ready to go, you know, and now it's like, oh, well, now I actually have to go work out. So <laughs> I always find the setting up the store is kind of like that. Yeah, that's the part I have a hard time that. with. All the details, taking the pictures, writing the description, right? All those, those things that you're talking about. Exactly. So there are five kind of big steps and I would say really an, an online shop, if you're a retailer and you're, you're not going to worry about advanced features like adding in product reviews or, you know, 10 different alternate images of your products, if, if you really would like to get up and running so you can accept transactions, two to three days, you could probably, if you started on a Friday, be done by Sunday night and actually be up and running. So That's I would say two to three business days. It may not be the, um, the most, uh, like I said, you, you may have to force forego some things that you would really like, but, uh, in the interest of not having your inventory go stale and sit, you right. really could be up and running from a Friday and be, be ready on Monday morning. Yeah. The way this was explained to me was this is like your, your, you know, everybody has a rainy day fund. This is the rainy day, right? Yeah. I mean, this is the time to invest, right? And this is the time to get up and you can't really wait. You just have to do it. So, all right. So I, I choose a platform and I put it together and I'm ready to go. And it, and is it maybe it's not exactly the way I want it to be, but who cares? I'm selling online. Can I sell on my website and on social medias? So right now, the way these platforms are set up is that you sell on a website. There are, Shopify actually does have a version though called uh, Shopify Lite, which it's, it's about $9 a month. Um, don't quote me on that. But their tagline is, don't just share your products, sell them. So what Shopify Lite does is it lets you, it lets customers easily buy products from your Facebook business page. Um, so that is an option. If you don't want to go with a, a full-blown website and, and everything involved with that, you can sell on your Facebook business page. If this is not something you see yourself wanting to maintain or to continue to maintain after we get past the phase of industry that we're at, um, right. that's a, a perfectly viable option. You know, lots of retailers are selling on primarily Facebook right now because customers, we're all spending much more time on social media than we have before because that's our only chance to talk to people, right? Other than the people who are in your immediate household. And, and we've seen retailers having Sunday night parties where 
the retailers in their store and they're holding up merchandise and you know then they have a, a picture of it on there too and if somebody wants to buy it they comment sold and the size in the comments so then um in addition to that they could also have pictures of items on their website and if somebody wants to buy it they what write sold or something and then it goes right to shopify uh actually it's so their their social selling uh platform that one will actually create like a, a mini cart checkout from right within facebook wow uh, so yeah it's actually pretty neat um you know you're limited you can only have you know one product picture um you know a simple description uh but it, it it does let let you accept credit cards right from your facebook page they'll take care of all the payment processing um the processing fees are i think it's about 2.9 percent plus 30 cents per transaction so there is something to think about there is a, you know in addition to your monthly fee there's a little bit of overhead um is that shopify light that's shopify light now shopify regular if 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 that's not something you're into um especially because that kind of requires you to be on social media all day because they have plugins for messenger where people can ask you about your products so you kind of have to sit there and maybe do a little bit more babysitting than you'd have to do with a traditional e-commerce site well it's an online business right exactly exactly so if if you went with shopify standard or big commerce standard or any of these guys standard um there is a little bit more to it and i would i just um there are some really important things though to think about when you're thinking about that weekend that you're going to spend setting up let me ask you one other question before we move forward do these um platforms handle the credit card transactions or do you also have to have a paypal account as well so they shopify and big commerce actually offer their own what they call payment processors which is nothing more than a means for accepting credit cards and their standard payment processor that comes with them um, accepts mastercard visa amex and discover if you want to do other payment platforms such as PayPal checkout, Google checkout, Amazon checkout, those are all plugins that you can add in at a later time. Yes, there's an added fee. So now your $29.99 a month might now jump to $39.90 a month if you're adding these other checkout methods. Um, so those are something you, you can do them as part of your initial setup or not. Is there an advantage to that or can you just go with what the platform has? I truthfully, in, in the interest of thinking of COVID-19 retail, I would go with just the payment processing that they have. Um, the only one I might add perhaps is because people tend to shop on their phones a lot sometimes. PayPal might be worth it because it's, it's so easy. You, people, you just log into PayPal it fills in all your checkout information and boom, you're done. So that's the only one that, that might appeal to someone who is sitting on their couch shopping. They don't want to get up, go get a credit card from their wallet and, you know, to check out. So that one might be appealing to actually close a sale. That makes sense. And so is it easy to add? That one is easy to add. The only, it's, it literally, you literally turn on a checkbox to turn it on. And once it's on, it shows as an option in the checkout. It's, it's really that easy. Awesome. 
you guys done any any internet shopping since uh, this whole thing has began? Rich, Jason, you bought anything online? I did yesterday. I am um, happy, both happy and ashamed to say that I bought something from one of those ads on Facebook. <laughs> I not what it was, but I'll let you know later on if it worked. <laughs> you did too, Christine? Yes, yes. I don't know why I'm, I'm more prone to being impulsive lately. I don't know if it's the day-to-day -day living that we're doing, but uh, I, can't, I hear you. You know what Amazon was saying was one of their top products that they were selling um, up just percentage-wise as far as volume of sales? Bread machines. <laughs> I didn't buy a bread machine. I, I did not buy a bread machine myself. Um, <laughs> I tried to buy toilet paper, couldn't. Can't do that. We have no. it here. I can I can ship you some. <laughs> <laughs> Great. <laughs> I, I bought a garment. So oh, we'll I... see what happens if it fits. Great. Rich, have you bought anything since you've been sequestered in your home? Locked in the basement? Diana lets you up for air occasionally? You know what? Uh if I need anything, you know, look at I guess I'm an old guy. Uh, I'm in the car, I go get it, and I come home. I mean, you know, I just am, I'm impulsive that way. I want to get it done. I don't want to, I'm sorry. But I do buy motorcycle parts. You're not supposed to go places to go buy something just because you're impulsive, Rich. Then why do they have the central stores? You're supposed to stay safe. You're supposed to stay home whenever you can. If you can order it online, order it online, dude. George, I have a helmet that I wear with a face mask with uh, with mechanics fireproof gloves what does the helmet do makes them sound like darth vader can't get through the plastic shield and then if you do you got to get through the filter on my head you know the what do you call Ooh. it you know. your father that's i don't think the coronavirus goes like it's not gonna hit you <laughs> stay home uh, to answer hit your, you in the head to answer your question yeah we do order some stuff diana does most of it i just say you know what if you're doing it this is what i could use because diana's smart diana stays home this is like a romper room goofus and gallant <laughs> y'all don't remember those either stores i go to are happy i'm there and, and and quite frankly i try to do that and the only reason i try to do that is because i feel sorry for them yeah, well, I feel sorry for you if you get the COVID virus because you ain't going to be seeing me for another year. Maybe that's good. All right, Christine, we, hija we hijacked you, dude. Um, what do you think the cost is for you know an average retailer to do one of these things? And and um, are there additional fees, additional things that the retailer should look out for? Sure, there's there's always additional fees. So, you know, every platform is going to advertise, get online for about $30 a month. But really that kind of comes to, I, I would say expect more, probably about between 65 to a hundred dollars a month, realistically. Once you're adding in, you know, things like the PayPal checkout, um, perhaps you want to add live chat so you can talk to your customers and answer their questions. Um, so in about the $65 to $100 range, um, and then don't forget, they have transaction fees, so 2.9% plus $0.30 cents per transaction, so that's not something you may have, you know, been used to before, so think about that when you're 
making the decision to set up a cart. Um, but the, and there are two upfront fees that you have to think about. When you first sign up for one of these, you get to choose a, a theme or a layout. So it's basically, what do you want the store to look like? But it's a little bit more than that. Because all the themes come with a comprehensive list of modifications or features that they have without touching a line of code. You don't have to hire a developer. Um, premium themes, which can cost anywhere from $50 to $500, uh, may come with more features. The most, you know, so let, let's say, for example, you know, at some point, today may not be the day, but in the future, you absolutely have to have customer reviews on your website. When you're picking a theme, make sure as you look through that theme's features, you see customer reviews somewhere, either in a screenshot um, or they list it out on a bulleted list that says, you know, includes customer reviews. Those are types of things you have to think about. The theme is just so much more than color and font. Um, the theme really can dictate moving forward um, what you are and aren't able to do. So, you know, spend a little bit of time browsing the themes on these, these different e-commerce systems because uh, that's going to be your first step right after you sign up, right out the gate, is going to be pick your theme. You want it to be somewhat with your branding, but also right now, time is of the essence. Get your stuff out there, sell it, engage your customers, connect with them, talk to them, figure out, you know, you have a way now to sell things and take money. And I like your advice about, you know, get going with the basics and then you can add those things later as, as you go down the pike a little bit. Like one of the things that we talked about earlier were sell, uh, rewards programs and selling gift cards. Can you talk a little bit about both of those? Right. So, so both of those, that's actually, I'm so glad you brought that up because in, in doing a theme, um, if, if the theme doesn't have reward programs, if it doesn't have gift cards built into it as, as actual featured pages, to, to hire what they call Shopify experts to um, code those for you can be quite costly. So it might be better to just spend an extra $200 on a theme that has it built in. Uh, now, once you pick a theme that has that, uh, again, Probably with Shopify, I would have to take a look. Um, I know that um, gift cards, that would be like an added fee of perhaps, let's say $3.99 a month if you wanted to turn that on. But the nice thing about all of these platforms that we've mentioned today, it is literally as easy as just turning it on. Um, anything you can think of in the future, the, we can do, you know, they can do, they can handle. Can't you just sell gift cards as an item? $50 you, gift card, $25 gift card. Right. Do there, there is actually a way around it. And what you would just have to do is know that, okay, you're going to have to look through your orders manually and fulfill those. However, you know, it is, you would normally fulfill those, whether it's, you know, you have a gift card that you print, or you're gonna email the customer a code that they can use to redeem. Okay. Um, you have to remember, if you add it as a product to your store, there, there does need to be a redemption code generated in the system. Otherwise, okay. you're selling a gift card, and if they can't go to a physical retail store, they need a way to redeem, redeem it online it. in the cart. Got it. That makes complete sense. What about shipping? 
Okay, so this is the other, this is a big one. Um, you know, we all know that if your shipping rates are, are too narrow and you don't give enough options, you may lose out on some sales. Um, Shopify, Big Commerce, they basically calculate your shipping rate for your customers based on rules that you define for them. Now, how do we come up with these rules? So this is where you really have to know your products and what you sell. Um, how heavy are your products? Do you have any odd sizes? Uh, where are you shipping from? Where are you shipping to? And I'm going to use an example of a, a local running store by me. Um, right now, they are in the process of trying to get an online ordering site up and running. For them, for shipping, for the most part, okay, a box of sneakers is probably what? 13 inches by eight inches. So for the most part, they can, you know, guesstimate the size and the weight. But let's say some they're offering on their website also foam rollers. And you know a foam roller can be, that can be up to 36, 48 inches wide. It may only weigh, you know, 16 ounces, but its odd size is going to uh, give you increased shipping costs. So you have to be really careful when you do free shipping or flat rate shipping, because you have to make sure you take into account those oddities that somebody might add. Yeah, that makes sense. I looked at something online the other day, I was going to buy it on Facebook and the shipping was more than what it cost to buy the thing. And I thought, no, that ain't going to happen. Not in this lifetime. What else do retailers need to know? I mean, what are, um, what about, um, what about things that can come later or other things that, that you as a professional web designer think that people need to know? So I think definitely things that come later are, let's say real-time shipping integration, right? If you ever been on a site and you get, once you order everything and you put in your zip code, you get a drop down and it's literally your shipping rate to the penny, depending what method you choose. That's something you can do later. Um, customer reviews, uh, rewards programs. Um, you know, you don't have to launch those today. Um, something else, uh, SEO, which is search engine optimization. That may not be important for you today if you are trying to sell to an existing customer base. Uh, that may be important in the future, and it, and it certainly would be if you plan on maintaining these, these stores and keeping them up and running as, as a, an alternate um, revenue source for yourself. And keeping them up and running even after this is all over because you've grown customers who like to shop online. Maybe they're not in your shopping area but you still want to give them the opportunity to keep doing that. Okay, exactly. so what if you are a retailer and you're listening to this and going, I can't do that, I don't have the money right now, my store is closed, I don't know if I can do that, I don't want to, nobody's here to help me. Um, is it easier to sell on, on Etsy or eBay? You know, again, those still require, I would say, you know, a good two business days of your time to set them up. Maybe even, you know, eBay, you have to think about that. Now you have to upload every product individually, uh, including Etsy. And you have to sit there and as each sale comes in, it's a very manual process. Um, there might be a little bit of lag time because eBay and Etsy, um, unlike these e-commerce systems, they have to connect to your bank. They have to establish the connection and make sure they do a test transaction and funds get in. 
Oh. So things may not happen as, as fast as you would like um, when going with one of those. Plus it's a crapshoot, isn't it? I mean, you're, there's a gazillion items on there and, you know, you're selling ladies' tops. You don't know who's going to see them, but if you sell them directly on your Facebook or your website, you have a much better chance of capturing your customers. And that's the thing. I, you know, I think here the, the focus is for retailers who have been kind of shut down due to COVID-19, and now they're like, I, I need to, you know, your goal right now, I think, is not necessarily, if I'm a New Jersey store selling running shoes, um, I don't think I care at the moment if a Google shopper in Chicago finds me. But right now, I do want to keep my customers engaged. I want to keep them connected with me. And, um, you know, I also, I've got a, a New Balance 980 version 10 running shoe. And I've got to really get that out of, out of my, my warehouse before the version 11 comes out in six months. Yeah. So, you know, while it may be great to get those other sales later on, right now, you're right. It's, it's your existing customer base, the, the people that you know and that you've, you've had a, a relationships with in the past. Those are the ones that you're going to be serving at this time. There's no time like the present. You want to stay in front of people. You want to keep them engaged with you before they find some other store to fall in love with. You need them to, to stick with you. So what you're saying, I'll let you wrap it up, but what you're saying here is that it doesn't matter which platform you choose. It's really easier to sell online than you might think it is. It absolutely is. It, if you go with a system that's been out there for a while, um, but also just, you know, don't create that e-commerce site out of desperation. Think about if you have the time after to devote to maintain and enhance it. Otherwise, you're just adding another monthly expense to your overhead that really isn't likely to add any benefit at all. Because people just don't shop at stale websites. No. So, you know, think about that. Do you have the, the, the time um, when, when things open up and we've, we've talked about, it's great. We know things are, are in that we're thinking towards that direction right now. Yeah. So you think in that direction too, you know, if you think you're going to be inundated when you open up and you're just not going to have time to devote to that site, maybe, maybe it isn't worth, worth, you know, the, the upfront costs to get it going. Well, it's certainly worth to do, even if you do the light program, it's certainly worth it to do something now to sell your goods. And, and I think that's a decision that people can make later on. Do I want to maintain it? Do I want to cancel it? Do I want to upgrade? But right now, um, you're right. It's absolutely right to get in front of customers and stay there because we are shopping online. And, and I, Rich and I believe that once this is over, they're going to remember who took care of them online. But we're also going to be so excited to get back into stores. We miss that experience, that online experience. So whatever, or that in-store experience. So whatever you can do online to keep customers close and sell things while you're doing that to keep your, some money coming into your store, it just absolutely makes sense. So anybody have anything else they want to add about selling online? Tips? Well, it's probably, you know, I think of it as a store. It's just virtual, obviously, but you know, constantly promoting it, whatever you're doing. I mean, if you're sending out email newsletters, constantly talk about, you know, visit our site, see some new items or whatever the case might be. Create as much excitement as you can for them virtually as you would create in them for in the brick and mortar store. I mean, a great display in a store, 
can turn itself into a great item on a virtual site. And it should be that way so that everybody knows that, you know, I'm a retailer. I want you to go there and I want you to come here. And so to do that, I think, you know, you have to be really good. And most of you are, you wouldn't be in the business, right? And don't forget customer service just yeah. because you're not open um, for in, in, um, you know, in store, that doesn't mean that your customer goes, this customer service goes away. We had an experience, um, you know, with our family and we were trying to buy something online, um, actually groceries um, through a local market. And, you know, there's a lot of competition out there, obviously um, right now, who's going to get your grocery money. And, um, you know, I get that they're inundated there. There, there's so many calls coming in, um, but they ran a special, they decided to run a special and they, um, I think got more people than they expected calling in and, and ordering and they couldn't get to every single order and tell people and confirm that your order went through. Um, so it caused kind of a chaos and panic reaction. So I would say if you're going to do something, make sure that you're able to handle the potential uh, fallout from it. Make sure you're able to potential the, the customer load, the, how many people are actually going to be coming to you um, and the fulfillment. Because if you can't fulfill or if you can't have the customer service and angle of it, maybe you should rethink that, that promotion. You know, that's, that's a big part. And, and Christine, you touched on that when you talked about shipping. You know, I remember um, selling clothes on eBay and, you know, I used to wear things and then I'd get sick of them. So I'd sell them. So I'd, you know, I'd make some money later on. And, and it was really easy to sell them and take the money. And it was a pain in the rear end to have to package them and ship them out. So, you know, we think about, we think about that. You're, you're selling clothes, you're selling your items on Facebook, you know, regardless of what you're selling, you might be selling some, some figurine that's three feet tall you got to think about what it's going to be like to wrap that thing up and make sure that it's all padded and you know shipping it somehow the customer so it's more than just selling the goods it's how you're going to get the items to them efficiently and safely mm -hmm. all right so whether whichever platform you choose it is easier so as we wrap this up jason i'm going to turn it over to you in a second as we wrap this up we want to remind everybody um, that our Retail Adventures podcast comes out each week. It's available on a variety of platforms. Um, and watch on our blog, retailadventuresblog.com. And on Facebook, Kaiser and Bender on Facebook. You can also um, check out our webinars that we put out each Wednesday. And just remember that, you know, we're here. Send us your questions if there's a topic you want us to discuss. If there's a special guest you would like us to consider or a type of, a type of service, we're happy to do that. Um, Jason, it's uh, always an interesting conversation. Thanks again, guys. Thank you so much, Christine, for joining us and, and educating us on e-commerce. Um, I think it's on top of mind for a lot of people right now because we have nowhere to go. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, and thank you again, George and Rich. And uh, it's always a pleasure speaking with you guys and um, getting crazy on our podcast. So, and, and thanks again to our listeners. Uh, you guys are making this going. We're, we're getting a lot of good feedback. So like uh, George Ann said, please let us know what you think. Shoot us over some questions. Uh, Rich. I do have a point. Uh, you know what, Christine? I think a lot of people probably are right in your camp, but they didn't bring the tent. You know what I mean? And, and that being the case, their questions would be, well, what do I do if I don't have a tent? So what I mean by that is, do you have a contact 
uh, a way that they can contact you to say, you know what, I heard you say this, but I'm not sure, but I really would like to be able to do something like that. Uh, can you help me out? Uh, most certainly. Um, again, my I actually don't have an official website. I know that's kind of funny. <laughs> I'm a web developer without a website. Um, but uh, most things just come to be homegrown and, and organically. So if you have any questions, um, you know, please reach out to the guys at Retail Adventures. They will uh, get it back to me and I will be most certain to do my best to try and help you. So thank you. Absolutely. Just shoot us a note to info at kaiserandbender.com and we will connect you with Christine faster than you can say. What, Rich? Give me a word. Give me a word of the day. Ooh. Oh, come well, on. What, you mean for fast? Yeah. We'll, we'll put it to you at the speed of Indianapolis 500. That's, that's quick. That's 300 miles an hour. <laughs> and I can't even talk that fast. And, and with that, we're going to wrap this episode up. <laughs> Thanks so much again, guys. Thank you, Christine, for joining us. Thank you to our listeners. Uh, subscribe on Apple, Android, through email. Deezer, which I never heard of until this, and we're going to be on Spotify if we're not on it already. So thanks again for joining us. I am the Baum, Ben Kaiser, Bender and Baum, and we'll see you next week. Bye, everybody. Bye-bye.